At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A warmer brother low. Welcome to Bluffy Las Vegas for Jessica Soups with myself, Greg Eves Peterson. Now part of the Beast's Family Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you as we're going to be keeping this one to two segments. We did see one big splash move in college basketball on Sunday, and I'm going to be recapping that here in segment number one. And then in segment number two, Alan Ray. Yes, that Alan Ray, one of the top players in all of college basketball back when I was in high school. He is going to be joining me. He is now launched a new podcast called The Rain and Threes Podcast. He does an absolutely incredible job taking a look at college basketball. Was not sure what I was going to get in terms of analysis from Alan Ray today, but I can tell you, I already did the interview. This guy is sharp. He's doing a great job taking a look at this game that we all know and love. No doubt about it, we're going to be talking about his alma mater with the Villanova Wildcats. We're going to be taking a look at the Big East landscape. He's going to make the case for them that I totally agree with that the Big East is right now the number two conference in all of college basketball. We're going to be looking at some of these teams that we are bullish on for the upcoming season. These teams that have been able to do a solid job in the transfer portal, little bit of a player's perspective as to how chemistry is just so big with some of these teams that they haven't lost a lot via the transfer portal, sort of being able to mix in there a few transfers along with the returning players as well. So we're going to have a great chat with Alan Ray in segment number two. Very much looking forward to that. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline any other way. That's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today. And a little bit of a programming note, we're going to be getting a lot more conference previews taken care of here in the next few weeks, as I do plan on two being up within the next seven days, looking at the Atlantic 10, along with the America East being up relatively soon, so be on the lookout there. And we really did see just one move with regards to the transfer portal on Sunday, but it is one of the biggest moves, and it's one of the biggest players that were out there, Arthur Kaluma. He decides that he is going from Creighton, and he is heading on over to Kansas State, a very integral part of what Creighton was able to do to be able to make the NCAA tournament, make a run darn near to the Final Four last season, and I think he's going to be able to fit in very well. The Kansas State team, that's got what it is. They do lose quite a few pieces from last season, but for Kaluma, good versatility with him, nearly 12 points, six boards, shot about 32% from three-point range, but I do think that this Jerome Tang style is going to suit him very well. Is he going to be what Keontae Johnson was last year? I don't think so. I think that that would be setting the bar a little bit too high, but I mean, at the same time, we've seen Kaluma 
go off for some big performances. I remember he had a 27-point performance a little bit early on towards the non-conference portion of the season last year. I still recall the 14.16 rebound game that he had against UConn as well. So, I mean, this guy can really fill it up. Did a solid job towards the back half of last season of being able to can a few more threes as well as he had a little bit of a rough time of it shooting from three-point range towards the beginning part of the season. Towards the back part of the season, he was shooting more around 34-35% from three-point range. So, I do think that Arthur Kaluma could be able to fit in very well with this Kansas State team. As we know, they brought in Tyler Perry a little bit earlier during the offseason as well. You've seen Tyler Perry on the silver screen. Now you're going to be seeing him on the hardwood as well. So I do think that that is going to be very big for a Kansas State team that they were one of the few teams last year that I mean, they completely makeshifted the roster. They bring in Jerome Tang as their head coach, and things just worked out very beautifully for them. Not a lot of teams are able to be able to do that, and for Kansas State, not as many transfers this offseason. It does feel like they're going to have a little bit more chemistry. Year number two, there's a little bit more of a dissing style and just a makeup of this Kansas State team in general, but I do think that they are going to be, once again, a solid team in what I think is the best conference out there in all of college basketball in the Big 12, but I do think that that number two conference is the Big East, and we're going to be talking about that conference next with Alan Ray. Does an amazing job with his Rain and Threes podcast, a man that you all remember from his great play at Villanova, so we're talking Wildcats, we're talking Big East, and so much more next on Coast Coast Seats with myself, Craig Eves Peterson, now a part of the Eastern Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. 
The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Craig Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man, and it is great to have this guy aboard because back when I was in high school, I remember this guy was absolutely hooping it up with the Villanova Wildcats. Now he does a great job taking a look at the game of college basketball. I know that he's doing a little bit of podcasting, a little bit of analysis, and also does a little bit with regards to some of his alma mater with Villanova. As we've got Alan Ray on the show. Yes, it is that Alan Ray, a guy that was a finalist for the Naismith Player of the Year Award, and you're able to follow him on Twitter at ARay4 and then the number three. So ARay and then the word four and then the number three all together. And Alan, it's great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Like you said, just uh, talking some college basketball hoops. I'm ready to do it. Absolutely. And let's lead off with your alma mater in Villanova because obviously last season did not go the way that Villanova was hoping, but very, very difficult situation. You have Jay Wright out of the fold, and I feel like Colin Neptune was able to get the most out of his pieces towards the back half of the season, but it was a case where health was hurting them very much. How much do you think that it was critical that they returned as much as they are for this upcoming roster? Because with Villanova, the biggest thing with them is that it just felt like they couldn't get everyone out there on the floor at the same time, whether it be the Justin Moore injury, whether it be Cam Whitmore at the fold, which obviously now he's in the NBA draft, but having pretty much everyone other than Whitmore back returning for Kyle Neptune, I think it's just exactly what Villanova needed in order to turn the page from the, the Jay Wright era. Definitely, like you said, uh, having some guys coming back is definitely key for them. Also, you brought up a great point about last year that no one really talks about injuries. Injuries affected them so much last year. Cam Whitmore, Justin Moore, you know, we had to wait for these guys to come back. So it really affected our rotations and really affected the chemistry on the team. But now bringing these guys back, um, such as Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, these guys have a lot of experience. So they know the Villanova culture, adding along with all the transfers that came in. That's a nice little recipe for a really good team. Yep, I completely agree with you. And when it comes to this portion of the year as well, we're talking all about these big splashy moves. Like in a few minutes, I'm going to bring up the fact that Arthur Kaluma goes to Kansas State. No offense to about it. That's a great haul for Kansas State. That is going to improve them. But what I think really gets lost this time of year is the guys are coming back. Like there was a little bit of uncertainty whether or not Justin Moore was going to be back in full. You weren't sure if some of these ancillary guys that maybe they didn't get the minutes that they were hoping as freshman or sophomore last year. 
whether or not they were going to be bolting the program. I think that the fact that they do bring back darn near everyone other than Whitmore is he's going to be able to make millions of dollars in the NBA. Certainly can't blame him there. I think that that's just so critical and something that does go under the radar this time of year. Definitely. Like you said, with Justin Moore, he's so key for us coming back. He's been at Villanova forever. He knows the system. Same with Eric Dixon. These guys know what it takes to win at Villanova. So just having them back is very crucial. Like you said, you don't know if they're not happy with playing time. Then that now we, we got guys who are not happy with money, so they're jumping ship. So it's a whole new different landscape to the game of college basketball now that you have to take into consideration. So yes, I do agree with you. Having guys coming back, retaining guys is definitely crucial. You see what happened with Michigan and Hunter Dickinson up and leaving. We know we all know a lot of his movement was based on money, so Like I said, the landscape is changing. They're not happy with money, playing time. These guys can hit the portal. Yes, they certainly can. And I know that there were many Villanova fans that were hoping that Hunter Dickinson was going to be able to go there. And we know that he went to Kansas. But at the same time, I do think that Villanova did a solid job of being able to add some pieces as well. Another thing with Villanova last year is I did feel like it was a little bit of a thin rotation. They could have used a little bit more on the bench. But now you bring back darn near the entirety of that roster last year. On top of that, you bring in four guys I think could be able to play crucial minutes. C.J. Bamba, good sharp shooter over from Washington State. Tyler Burton, it was at a little bit of a lower level in the Atlantic 10, but a 19-7 guy that has size, versatility like that. Akeem Hart, he's another guy with some size that's able to pop threes from Maryland. And then Lance Ware, who he might not have played a ton at Kentucky, but he was one of the hottest prospects out there among freshmen a few years ago. And I think that all in all, it's been a tremendous offseason for Villanova, even with losing out on Hunter Dickens. And they still have had one of the better transfer halls of any team in all of college basketball, in my opinion. I definitely agree with you on that as well. These guys got a ton of experience coming in. That's what I love. And I think that's why a lot of guys are putting us up in their preseason top 25 rankings right now. Not only did we keep our core guys, they also brung in some really good guys who have a ton of experience. TJ Bamba, great scorer. Look at Hakeem Hart, somebody who I look at as like a 3 and D guy. Somebody can hit the three. Somebody can play defense on the other end. Rebound, long, athletic. Tyler Byrne coming in, great scorer. Like you said, Lance Ware, a high recruit, highly Tyler recruits, and he's going to get an opportunity to show what he can do at Villanova because, you know, he brings a lot of value for us and the way we play. He really didn't fit in too, too good with Kentucky, so I'm really looking forward to see what kind of role he takes at Villanova. So it's definitely going to be interesting, but I think we did a tremendous job this year hitting the transfer portal and just kind of getting some things that we needed that we lost last year. I completely agree with you. As you're joining me on the show, we've got Alan Ray. You remember him from his time at Villanova, one of the best college basketball guards that we did see in his era, in my opinion. And when it comes to Lance Ware, who we were talking about a little bit before, I do think that there's also a very favorable blueprint for him having a big impact at Villanova as well because we saw one of his teammates from Kentucky a few years ago, Bryce Hopkins. He went right over to Providence, and obviously it's not an apples-apples comparison. Ware is going to be playing a little bit more down low. Hopkins, a little bit more of a six foot six, a little bit of a combo player. But I do think that there's a very clear b- blueprint to some of these guys that they might be at a blue blood school, like at Kentucky, like at Kansas. They don't necessarily see a ton of minutes, and it's just all about fit. And what I thought was really lacking with Villanova last year as well was 
They weren't necessarily doing the world's greatest job on glass. Bringing in Lance Ware, I think, was a much-needed void that has now been filled by Villanova, and I think that he could be able to make a massive impact right away. I think he will be able to. I think just the style of Villanova has, the way they play, the way they let our guards play, get into the lane, and create for others, I think that's going to be really good for Ware. Playing at Kentucky with Big Oscar is kind of hard. You know, Oscar gets the ball all the time. He's grabbing every single rebound. So it's not much for, for Ware to do. But I think on this team, it will be a lot more opportunity for him as well, especially when they go with him and Dixon on the court. Dixon can demand so much attention that can free things up for him. I'm really looking forward to it. We're really going to be good. For next year, going moving forward, I think we got the right pieces, the right length. I think that's also big in the Big East, just having having the right size. Just to piggyback on what you said about Bryce Hopkins coming over to the Big East, there's opportunity everywhere. You know, it didn't work out in Kentucky. He came over here, and you see he was in the run-up for being one of the players of the year. I'm not sure where Soli Boom went, but you see the impact that he had with Xavier this year. So there's a lot of opportunity for transfers going to a different situation. Yep, and Sule Boom was over at UTEP as well for him to be able to make the leap that he did. All the credit to him and what Xavier was able to do last season on that front as well. And I mean, another guy, Tyler Kolick, he was a solid player at George Mason, but the leap that he took when he went to Marquette, I mean, just absolutely massive for that team as well. So we have seen the Big East as a whole do a solid job in the transfer portal. But as we're talking about a few guys entering into the Big East, I do think that it is critical to talk about a guy that left the Big East and he decided on Sunday that he's going to be heading on over to Kansas State. That'd be Arthur Kaluma. In my opinion, he was one of the biggest names remaining out there in the transfer portal. Just a instrumental guy in what Creighton was able to do last season. And for one, I do think that it's been a really rough offseason for Creighton because there was speculation that if they were returning their starting five from last year, there was a chance that they could be able to get back to the final four. Those stocks have certainly tapered off a little bit, like what Steve Ashworth brings to the table. But now you lose Arthur Kaluma, you lose Ryan Nemhard. That is a little bit of a tough situation for them to be able to overcome. But on top of that, I think that this is a very good move for a Kansas State team that, I mean, in a day and age where I do think that having chemistry is very important. We saw them just cobble up a bunch of transfers last season. You saw them be just so well coached. You're number one of the Jerome Tang era. Couldn't have gone any better. And all the credit to Kansas State and the way that they've been able to bring in some nice pieces here in the transfer portal late in the offseason. Yeah, I really like that move by Kansas State um, grabbing Kaluma. I love Kaluma as a player. I thought that he was going to go maybe next last year, put his name in the draft. I thought he was that good that he can he can do it a little earlier. But like you said, uh, Creighton took a real hit this year in the transfer portal, losing some really key guys. They got Trey Alexander coming back. That's a big plus for them. But I mean, look at this Kansas State team now. Everybody knows Jerome Tang, a really great coach, somebody that the players can really relate to. One of my good friends is coaching over there with Kansas State. So the atmosphere is great. Really looking forward to seeing what Kansas State going to do this year. And for Creighton, they've been in the Big East for a while, so they know what it is. So hopefully they can compete this year. I don't think that they're not going to compete, but they did lose some key pieces. They did lose some key pieces. They are going to be looking a little bit different this year as well. And when you have in your number one, a team that goes from way out of the NCAA tournament to being able to go to the Elite Eight, that is just absolutely amazing. And that is going to be hard to follow up. But are there a few other teams that you take a look at this offseason? And you've been incredibly impressed by the moves that they have made because there has been a lot of player movement and 
certainly for Crane, I do think that it's been a little bit of a rough offseason. We're both in agreement that Villanova has been able to do a very solid job, but when you take a look at the landscape of college basketball, is there a few teams that just stand out to you and you think that they've done a very solid job of improving the roster? I'm going to stick to the Big East, you know, because I'm real familiar with these guys, and I really think St. John's and Georgetown did a good job considering the new hires that, that they have with Patino coming to St. John's, Cooley going over to Georgetown. These guys did a great job in the portal and getting recruits. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they pan out this season. And I think they did a really good job in the in the portal. What about you? Yep, I think that they have done an absolutely amazing job in the transfer portal as well. They've added a lot of key pieces. And the biggest thing to me is that they've been able to do a great job with the fit of these guys as well. Because I think what I've been noticing in the transfer portal here in the last few off seasons is it's not necessarily about quantity. Like, you're going to notice a team like Arkansas bringing in a whole bunch of different guys that typically towards the back half of the offseason, it's going to mesh. But I take a look at a lot of these teams and it's being able to get those one or two critical pieces like Baylor Shireman last offseason going to Creighton. And that was pretty much a lone piece that they got in. That was big for them. We all remember North Carolina a few seasons ago. Brady Manick was really the only transfer that they brought in, but we saw how critical Brady Manick was to that national title run and what they were without him. I think that that's so key in this day and age because there are so many schools that they want to bring in like eight transfers. They want to get all those guys in, but I think it's about the quality rather than the quantity. Oh, yeah, you're definitely right about that. And with Brady in North Carolina, you bring up a good point. He really helped those guys out a lot. So, yeah, it, it really just depends on what the team needs. You know, do they need a lot of players? Do they need one or two players? Do they need help with rebounding, shooting? So it, it's just got to be detailed at, in, in what you want going forward now with college basketball and especially with the with the transfer portal. Yep, I totally agree with you there as we do have Alan Ray joining me right here on Cuscus and Alan, as we know, the Big East is going to be looking a little bit different this offseason as well. We've seen a trio of coaching moves, so there's only two truly new coaches in the conference because Ed Cooley goes over to Georgetown, so he's staying within the conference. But what do you make out of the three teams that they did make moves in the offseason with Kim English, Heading on over to George Mason, we also saw, obviously, the move that Georgetown was able to make. And then on top of that, Slickrick Patino, he goes over to St. John's, which I think that that's going to be really intriguing because he brings with him a talented group from Iona. But at the same time, those guys that were at Iona, they're now going to be taking a large step up in competition as well. Yeah, I think at some point we got to start recognizing the Big East as being the number two or number three conference. I really feel like Big 12 is the best conference right now, basketball-wise. They've earned that. They've shown that. But when it comes to Big East, we got to start talking about them being one of the top conferences. We got a lot of good coaching. You, you mentioned a lot of coaches. Kim English is on his way here with Providence, Patino, Cooley, McDermott, Shaka Smart. There's a lot of good coaches here in the league. Dan Hurley, who knows what they're going to do when it comes to Utah and UConn and going to the Big 12. But as of right now, UConn is part of the Big East. So it's a lot of good coaching. It's a lot to look forward to. Like I said, I'm very excited about it. This got to be the year everybody starts talking about the Big East. I am in total agreement with you, Alan. I do have the Big 12 at number one just because top to bottom, that conference is completely loaded, even with adding in a few new schools. One of those schools is Houston, and Houston has really been able to build themselves up. But I do think that the Big East is the number two conference in all of college basketball. I'm someone that was born in Wisconsin, the Big Ten. 
typically they get that moniker of either being number two and number three and until they prove it in the NCAA tournament. And I recognize it's a small sample size. It is a one-off. I do think that there needs to be something that's taken to it because I feel like the big reason why a lot of these schools in the Big 12, in the Big East, they're able to make these runs in the NCAA tournament is that there's different styles within the conference as well. Meanwhile, I think that the Big 10, they sort of hurt themselves by everyone trying to play like it's 1985, run through the big man. And I mean, yeah, it, it works out well in the non-conference portion of the season because a lot of these teams have a high floor, but it also leaves them with having a low ceiling as well. And as these teams from the Big East, these teams from the Big 12, they're able to ascend. The Big Ten sort of stays stagnant throughout the entirety of the season. They do, and I think that's a very good point. It's just something about Big Ten style that just doesn't fit well with NCAA play after the season is over. I don't know what it is. They do good during the season, and then once the tournament starts, they they have a lot of trouble. But that's just like what you said. Their style of play just doesn't fit. And then look at the teams in the Big East, Big 12. They always go far. They always make a big impact. Because their style just relates to to basketball, period. And I just don't think Big Ten does that. But I've been thinking, I've been feeling like that for a long time. So it's good to hear somebody else say that. Well, but don't I let am... don't let Izzo hear that. Don't let Izzo hear that. Hey, if Tom Izzo is listening to this podcast, I am very honored to have him listening. Hopefully, you take this a little bit of piece of advice, or maybe you need to come on this podcast and put me in my place as well. I am all here for that, but. <laughs> You know what? I do think that it is a little bit of an issue with the Big Ten, and they could use someone like Alan Ray. I will say that as Alan. I know you're doing an absolutely tremendous job now just taking a look at the game from afar. I know that you obviously just had an amazing college basketball career. I enjoyed watching you back when I was in high school, so you did a great job there. And now I know you follow this game at quite a few different outlets, so let the good people at home Know what you're all doing in terms of some of your media, some of your coverage of college basketball, and how people are able to follow along with all of your work on social media and other platforms. All right. Definitely appreciate the love. You can find me on Twitter at ARay43. That's my handle on Twitter. And also have a podcast right I just started just now. It's called Raining Threes. Podcast with Alan Ray and Mike OC. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube. Apple is everywhere on all platforms right now. So just give me a listen. Give me a follow. When the season starts, I'm really active on Twitter, especially during game days. It's a lot of fun. So, you know, make sure you follow me on Twitter. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Alan. As Alan Ray was one of the better guards, in my opinion, of the 2000s. And now he's doing a great job taking a look at this game of college basketball. He's locked in with gauging these teams, what they've been able to do in the offseason. And it was great to be able to get him aboard today. A big thanks to Alan Ray for joining me. I'm Gus Gosupes, now part of the Visa family of podcasts. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Gus Gosupes, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and Tune. And if you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to find those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you read this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you are able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. Getting more and more set on these conference previews. We should be having two up within the next seven days. So we're getting started there. And I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason. Give you guys the news and notes of college basketball to get you set for the season. Then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. And I'll try to you once again tomorrow. Thank you.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.